Coffee with your spouse is like capturing happiness in a cup. She's the cream of my coffee. And he's the sugar in my cup. I'm Teddy. And I'm Jenny. You're, You're listening, listening to, to Cream, cream in, in My, my coffee. coffee. This podcast contains adult language and adult topics intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Words of affirmation, acts of service, gifts, quality time, and my personal favorite, physical touch. You want to know how to make your love last? Learn the language. Thank you for joining us on our latest adventure. So grab your creamer and your coffee and let's get down to get brown. <laughs> so we're going to speak about language, in particular love language. What you should become fluent in is, is an understatement. is how you make an emotional connection. And by taking the time to learn each other's love language and then using them, you know, we can strengthen our relationships and our bonds to others. The language itself is so important. It's like a voice with no audio. It's making a gesture with no actions. It's truly that connection piece as human beings that we need as we continue today and and go forward. To our wonderful, wonderful listeners out there, I'm going to give you something to think about. You know, all of us, express affection to our significant others regularly, right? But do you really take the time to make sure you're communicating with your partner in the way they want to receive it? Even love, that sometimes can get lost in translation. You know, we don't all speak the same languages when it comes to love, so it's important to pay attention and learn your partner's language. Today we are going to be discussing the different types of love languages suggested by one of our subscribers. Listen to all of you who follow us, whether it's our podcast, TikTok, Instagram, or YouTube. We're always listening to what our followers want to hear and your suggestions as well. So keep on writing us. We love to hear from you. Love your feedback. It's very important to us and greatly appreciate all your support. Love language can be tricky, especially... If you guys don't speak the same language, you know, some people in relationships prefer verbal connection. They want to hear you say what you admire and appreciate about them. Let me, let me give an example real quick. Um, I'm turning to my husband right now. <laughs> I got to look at him when I say this. I really appreciate you waking up early and making me breakfast in bed. He's done that a couple of times, by the way. And I love you for that, baby. Um, or even just saying, teddy bear, you're my world. <laughs> He's looking at me and smirking. I love you. Words of affirmation, that can be a very powerful, powerful thing. And it can make or break your significant other's heart and even your relationship. I love you too, Jen. This is my primary love language. So I'm going to go a little bit further so you have my point of view on uh, words of affirmation as well. So I'm going to just pretty much piggyback on what Jen was speaking about and just go a little bit deeper on a few things. Here's some of the examples that I want to give you guys with words of affirmation. Just for examples of some of the words that you can use for for the guys, 
especially when you're speaking to your your wives, your girlfriends, your significant others, whoever, uh, or the ladies as well. Put into context, I appreciate when you do this, or I appreciate when you, etc. Simple I love you, like Jen was stating. It's, it's important. That little word, even though you may say it 10 million times, you want to always have meaning and truly want to have feeling behind it. Don't just say it just to say it. You want to say things like, I was impressed when you blank did this, did that. My mind is going to a whole, a whole different section when you just said that. I know you were impressed. <laughs> oh, I'm so bad. I love you stop. <laughs> or it meant so much to me when you blank. Put cream in my coffee. <laughs> well, let's continue. I'm proud of you. She well, made me a cup of coffee today. Well, thank you. Thank you, thank you. I should go into my next one. Thank you for blank. <laughs> I should be thanking you for last night. Oh, there's another one I have to put in there. You inspire me. <laughs> or my best, the, my most favorite one is you look great today. So, you know, five common ways on, on how to use these kind of words and terminologies. You can use any way you want. It's specific to your partner. The biggest one is communicate frequently. You can't use words of affirmation unless you communicate frequently, speak to each other on a regular basis. They've, you know, people with words of affirmation that has this as their love language value communication so much, even if you're not words of affirmation person. So make sure that you can truly understand it and you abide by it. Show that you care. Two, give a compliment. Complimenting someone is so easy. Be genuine about it, though. Don't just fake a compliment. Don't be over-exaggerated, but truly be who you are and as you compliment. Maybe something as simple as this third option as well. Pen thank you notes. Thank you for something that you do. Jen did this quite often with me, all the time. I mean, I would find thank you notes and lunches she would make for me or the coffee machine or just in my drawer. She'd put it in my bags as I go to work, have things set in my office, thank you notes, everywhere. I mean, it was it was overwhelming, but I appreciated every single one of them. I actually kept the whole stack as well. <laughs> Fourth one. Sharing heartfelt statements you know, with each other. Communicate your love and your feelings simply by telling them and showing them how much you care for them and appreciate them. And then the last one I think is, is, is a big one as you write or, or physically coming from you from words to pen, from mouth to paper, is handwriting love letters. Sometimes we do that during the beginning phases, and then we forget to do that throughout the time period. But love letters are crucially important to building a different level of communication, trust, and just going above and beyond your standard feelings of just speaking to one another. So for those of you, again, expanding on on words of affirmation, if this is your love language, you want to have an honest conversation 
with yourself and your partner. Make sure that you encourage them to verbally speak to you more often. Here's a few more things that you can take, steps to take, excuse me. Be open and honest. Communicating your needs in a relationship openly. Tell your partners that words of affirmation make you feel good and encourage them to share kind words to you frequently. It truly, truly helps by communicating openly. Two, practice gratitude. When you receive words of affirmation, respond with gratitude to your partner so they understand you. They understand that that is exactly what you're looking for. Don't show disinterest at all. I gave you lots of gratitude last night. <laughs> I don't know how we keep coming back to this, but we are. <laughs> and the third part is talk about love languages. Explain the concept if your partner is unfamiliar with the different love languages. And identify your partner's primary love languages as well. This is a great podcast for them to listen to. I think that would go a little bit further and in depth. Don't try to self-diagnose. You kind of have to figure it out together. They'll figure it out as well. Again, there's several different types of love languages. And as you, we continue on with this podcast, we'll discover them together. The second love language that I want to throw out there is acts of service. And I feel like it's necessary to mention that acts of service isn't my primary love language. Teddy knows my primary love language. <laughs> it's not acts of service, but it is my second love language, if that makes any sense. I'm very appreciative and very grateful when Teddy does stuff around the house. A great example is he recently cleaned out the closet and the closet was like, it was bad. <laughs> we have a big, huge walk-in closet. It was bad, you guys. It was like the closet from hell. It was horrific. No woman should have a closet that looked the ways ours did. It was so horrific. And he knew how I felt. He knew how uncomfortable it made me. And he went out of his way to perfect that closet. The closet right now is immaculate. All my purses, my shoes. I mean, he went out of his way. That, that's love. Tired from work, coming home to help organize that closet and make it my dream closet. That is love. Along with lots of other stuff that he did throughout the week, installing a new microwave, um, fixing the rest of our office where we've been renovating it for quite some time, making it into the perfect pod lab so that we can do all our podcasting from it. I have an amazing husband, you guys. Um, those are types of acts of service and examples of it. It's just really doing the simplest to the most thoughtful things for a person that you love. It makes a great difference. Helping your significant other to help ease their day can make anyone feel loved. You know, it makes me feel loved, especially if that's their love language. Figuring out how to make their environment around them better It'll send a clear and loving message to that person. Do something to make their day better. You know, even if it's just taking out the trash or putting the kids to bed before they get a chance to do so. Anything to help the person that you love, that shows them acts of service. And acts like that really do come from the heart. Acts of service. So let's not confuse this with having to spend tons of money or going above and beyond 
in any financial aspect or obligation at all. It's physically you doing an action that's getting a result that would satisfy your partner in a way that's great. And that doesn't sound that good right now because I knew that was coming. So, the service, babe. Bring it on. <laughs> those of you that are listening right now. <laughs> yeah, you're probably thinking exactly what Jen's thinking. I'm always thinking that. <laughs> so let me go through, you know, from you know my point of view, a guy's perspective here on acts of service. It's as simple as maybe taking your partner's car to get an oil change, uh, getting the tires rotated. Maybe coming home and fixing a drawer, or you have that project that's been sitting there forever. In my case, the microwave I needed to get installed for a while, finally got it done. Woo-hoo! So it's the little things that, that you do on, on a regular basis, but in a sense is almost spontaneous at the same time. Try not to do things that you know gotta have to be done. Spontaneous acts of service, I think, go a longer way. Maybe go ahead and surprise your partner with a dinner. It doesn't have to be elaborate. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. Just the two of you going out and having a time to yourselves. And you can incorporate other types of love languages there. Maybe they have a favorite, your partner has a favorite glass of wine or beer. Bring it home on the next time you're, you're home. Whiskey! <laughs> uh, maybe pay one of their unknown credit card bills that you have no clue of at some point. Mines are hidden. <laughs> <laughs> Basically bring out all the stops. You know, if you, if you got kids, maybe wash the kids and, and give mom a break or give dad a break. Maybe let them sleep in for an extra hour or two or, or a little bit longer and take care of all the things and have your normal chores and your daily routines taken care of prior to them waking up. Those are little things that act of service that goes a long way that is probably unexpected at that moment. And the level of appreciation goes a long way there too. With all these acts of service that you can do, it makes a huge impact for the person that seeks action from you and may not speak it. But it goes back to communication and really emphasizing that level of what you're needing and what you're wanting in your relationship as well. Speaking of buying your significant other things, babe, what if someone's love language is gifts? Does that make them materialistic? Well, absolutely not. Unless it's someone looking for a sugar daddy, then that's a whole different topic. You're my sugar daddy, baby. Woo! Oh, I'll be anything you want me to be as long as you give me all your love. I'll give you all of something. (laughs) Well... I just want to get into that gift-giving factor a little bit more here. It's one of the most misunderstood love languages out of the several that are out there right now. And it's looked at as being shallow, giving gifts or receiving gifts. However, it's not anything like that at all. It's just their preferred way of giving and receiving love. The gifting love language is a gesture that shows that your partner has been missing you or thinking about you in your absence and probably wanted to do something to put a smile on your face. The gifts might be beautiful, but it's the thought behind them that really matters to your partner. Those presents are just a way to show you you've been on their mind. 
the size or price of the gift doesn't really matter at all. Partners that use gifts as a love language feel loved and cherished when they receive thoughtful presents from their special ones. The gifts remind them of the shared love and care. If someone who uses love language gifts understands and appreciates the time, thought, and energy that you put into picking out a gift for them, it shows them that you're worthy of their of your love and they matter to you. But mind you, haphazardly putting together presents or, or last minute gift ideas that were bought that were just bought, you know, for the sake of just not upsetting your partner and receiving those gifts of language is definitely not the ideal way to go. You want to make sure you put a lot of thought process behind it and that is truly specific to that to that individual. So how do you determine your partner if your partner is is it love language is, is gifting? It's one of the most oldest and most common expressions of love and a tradition across all cultures. Giving and receiving gifts has been practiced for so many many years, centuries in fact. So we do it on a regular basis for weddings, anniversaries, birthdays, milestones, festivals, surprise parties, all kinds of different celebrations. Partners that usually speak a love language, you know, they want something in return most of the time. That's their way of, of receiving and showing love. Again, that doesn't make them shallow in any way. It's just you're putting thoughts and their personal ideas into a form of action or some type of gift that they can have that's tangible to them. Now, Teddy, you're amazing at gift giving. You guys out there, I, I'm not going to lie, I'm spoiled. <laughs> My husband absolutely spoils me. I get gifts like every other day from my husband, whether it's flowers, chocolates, chocolate cake, which he knows I am big on. <laughs> um, he gives me things all the time and I am so appreciative and I show him every day. <clears throat> but that is not my love language. Um, the appreciation's there, but it's just not my primary love language. For me, gifts are great, but... I don't really care to, you know, see that as a love language. It's not a priority to me. Um, my love, you know, it's more, well, you know what my love language is. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to get to that. You know, don't get me wrong. Gifts are great. But for me personally, it's just not my primary love language. Oh, well, we'll definitely get to your love language soon. I can promise you that. I'm sure you will. <laughs> <laughs> So a few more things with gifting, some great examples of that. Is anything truly that's meaningful again and that really is personalized to your partner? So whether that's a photo of the two of you on a special event, a special date, location, framed by you, handing them wrapped, gift wrapped, great. That may be something that they, they would definitely cherish. Or an event that they've been talking about for a while, but knowing that maybe you guys don't have the time or the effort to go, but making plans and events to take your partner out to that event. Maybe it's going out and buying that nice bag of coffee and grinding it yourself, bringing it home, and putting the cream in before giving it to her. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Oh, man. Well... Those are some great examples of just gifting. Or maybe, I don't know, you want to go out, buy your partner a, a complete outfit for the night, shoes, 
stocking socks, whatever you have, and go out together. Here, here is what we're going to do. Here's your outfit for the night. They may or may not like your outfit choices and all, but do the best that you can. And they would truly, truly appreciate the thoughtfulness behind you taking the time to understand their taste, what you, what they like, and how you paid attention to it. Maybe even with the gifting piece is listening to their likes or dislikes, certain things that they, they really appreciate or admire. For example, maybe they like a sunflower and you see sunflowers as you're going to work, coming back from work or just out in the day and you happen to cro- cro- uh, come across some sunflowers someone is selling or at the store. Randomly just go buy it and give it to your partner just spontaneously. The thoughtfulness of you paying attention to that moment that you understood them and that the, you were paying attention that they liked sunflowers. That goes a long way. And that sunflower doesn't cost a whole lot. It's not about, again, the cost is the thoughtfulness behind gifting. That is the most important thing to gifting as a love language. You know, as I, as I said before, gifts aren't really my thing. I really appreciate them. And I adore that you're always looking for ways to make me smile and show me that you think about me, but it's just not my source of love language. Um, does, doesn't mean that I don't want them. <laughs> I do enjoy them, you know, but you know, I actually enjoy quality time with you even more. Time is everything, especially the older we get, you know, you start to realize the older you get how short time really is. That's why Teddy and I, we make every moment count. Every second we're together, we try to make new memories. You know, it's that moment in time. We don't want to forget every, every moment. For some people, quality time is their love language. Having another person's undivided, dedicated attention, that's precious. You know, there's nothing better than that. Nothing says I love you more than making your significant other the only thing on your agenda which I feel is exactly how it should be, you know? Put your phones away, people, and take out the time, you know, to have with your your partner. Make them your only priority and show them that they are more important than, than TikTok or Facebook or, you know, anything. Just, just give them your time. So you might be asking yourself, what is considered quality time? It revolves around showing love and affection by dedicating time to spend together. If your love language is quality time, there's nothing that screams I love you like undivided attention from your loved one. Quality time is also about physically expressing love. Making you nervous. Yeah. (laughs) Not sex, necessarily, Uh, but that's great too. (laughs) Yes, it is. But through holding, uh, hand-holding... Cuddling, caressing, tickling. Those are displays of affection that will boost your partner's satisfaction as part of spending quality time, which we'll get into a different phase of of that as well. But here are some signs that show quality time is important to you and it's your primary love language. Feeling lonely when you don't have ample time with your loved one. Spending time with someone is more important than gifts, touch, or acts of service. Postponed dates and other activities upset you. You get turned off sexually when you do not spend quality time with your loved one. Facts. 
You feel disconnected when you don't spend enough time together. Preach! You feel hurt when you feel like someone isn't listening to you. On the nose, baby. Woo! That's like 80% of us. You are focused when making schedules work. So how do you spend quality time together with your partner? Let's get down to it. I'll give you a couple of more ideas of what you can do. So a great example of that, attend social gatherings. We we have such busy lives day to day. We don't take the time to spend either with family members at small family gatherings or maybe just at a friend's house. Maybe they may have a party or get together. Anything you can do to have some interaction out of your norm, not just the two of you, but two of you in a, a different social setting. It'll help express yourselves with others as well as your partner seeing you in a different um, environment trying new things together mm. man <laughs> again you my can, brain <laughs> you can try new things in so many different ways oh yes you can <laughs> have you ever wanted to learn how to play an instrument or speak another language how about skydiving or ballroom dancing instead of viewing these as solo hobbies or interests Involve your partner. Make sure that both of you are doing it. You One may want to do something like that than the other. But you know what? Support each other through it. Try something different. It may be out of your comfort zone. But who cares? The two of you are doing it together. That's what matters. He said doing it. <laughs> I don't think we're going to get through this. Schedule in tech-free time. Meaning no phones. Put your phones away. Get a little basket. Put it aside. No TikToks. No Instagram. No Facebooks. None of the nonsense. Just you and your partner. That's it. Nothing more. Number four. This is our favorite one. Jen and I. Hitting the gym together as a couple. Yes! (laughs) Gym time, baby! Go out there. Work your heart out. Grow some muscle. Lose a little weight, have a little fun, run across the gym, kiss your partner, do dumb stuff. Don't do crazy stuff that's going to get you in trouble or kicked out the club, but just have fun with it. You may be sore, you may be going hiking, uh, you may do some yoga classes. I'm not doing yoga classes, but I'll, yeah. I'll hit heavy weights. Hell yeah. <laughs> I won't do no Zumba stuff either. Nope. I had a question for me, but... I'll try it if that's what it takes. I'll probably be the only guy in there. Here's another great one. Cook meals together. I can't cook too well. Jen's a cooker. Yes. I'll hit the grill, though. No problem. I'll pay for a tomahawk steak dinner show, though. (laughs) (laughs) That's about it. Have a regular date night. Number six. Couples experience a greater sense of happiness and less stress when spending quality time together. It's such a big thing. One of the biggest relationship tips for a healthy partnership is to include a date night in your weekly routine. Uh, There was a point where Jen and I did this on a regular basis. Every week, we tried a different restaurant in our area just to have a different experience. Didn't care what it was, what kind of food. We wanted to experience something different. It was fun. Real fun. It was fun. Uh, every payday, every weekly payday, that day or the, that weekend or wherever it was that fell there in the week, you know, whatever it is that you want to schedule out, do something different, try it out, 
you might be surprised at what you may experience outside your normal normal routine. Uh, yeah, it's 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 some money that you put in it for a week to week, but 30, 40, 50 bucks, 100 bucks, maybe $200, who knows. Whatever you're doing, as long as it makes you happy, your partner and yourself enjoys it, that's really what counts and the le- level of experience is is priceless. Number 7, be interested in what they are saying and feeling. All love languages are aimed to helping loved ones connect through different means. Quality time takes form in conversations, discussions, and most instances. This is key. So make sure that you're looking through that. Eight, avoid canceling plans. Do not cancel plans at all. If you, you can, If you can, if you can avoid them, there, there are emergencies that occur. Life happens. Understandable. Your job calling you 24-7 to go in. <laughs> Uh, that's an always a that's always a, a bummer. However, try not to do so. That is such a huge thing to to make sure that you're always on top of. Have a daily ritual. Number nine: taking a walk through the evening. You know, moonlight, sun sunset, maybe during the morning. Whatever it is that you both do that helps you get your mind right and clear. You are not a morning person. I am. <laughs> I see the sunrise, you see the sunset. <laughs> yep. That brings us to my next one, number 10. Going to bed together. Basically, guys, don't sleep before your partner gets in the bed with you. I do that sometimes. <laughs> but in in reality, it would be nice. We know life happens. But it, it's nice to have the both of you as a partner cuddle together and in sequence, sleep together. I don't think we get much sleep, <laughs> much sleeping done any night. But if you if you want to talk about sleep, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Number eleven is planning a weekend getaway, which is a great thing to always have if you can. Again, it doesn't have to be something that you can spend a ton of money on. Maybe it's just going out to the local park. Maybe there's an event happening. There's a food truck event going on. Maybe there's a new coffee shop in town. Those of you that have dispensaries around there, your area, maybe you want to go try some of that out. Let me know how it is, because I haven't done that. But just, just an example. Twelve, try a, a, do a movie marathon. I'm talking about like, like Netflix and chill type thing, that kind of analogy, nothing more than that. We are planning to do a movie marathon with movies from the 80s, um... My hubby has not seen any 80s movies because he didn't grow up with that. So I am going to introduce him to all of my favorites, including Flashdance. Get down to the end here. Got two more to go. And then you can use your imagination on the rest. Play video games together. <laughs> I don't know. Play video games nah, together. No, nah, that's not our cup of tea. <laughs> nope, nope, no, sir. Hey, there's a lot of gamers in this generation. Doesn't matter who you are, what age group, or what genre you're from. It doesn't matter. You play games. Maybe it's on your phone. Maybe it's crossword puzzles. Maybe it's those love couple games that you do on the phone, or maybe on on Xbox or PlayStation or something. Maybe it's a computer gaming thing. Maybe you have a whole gaming system in your house. I know our kids do. They constantly game and yell across each other from around the house. Unbelievable. This probably. I think this is Jen's favorite thing. This is the last one. Point, bullet point number 14. And I'll leave you guys alone after this. 
Get intimate. Mm. Talk to me, Teddy. Talk to me. <laughs> Get intimate. <laughs> hey, can't emphasize enough. The quality time is key to successful relationships and happiness in relationships. Another aspect is cannot being is not being an ignoring having a great sexual life. Man, while all days aren't equal, don't allow work pressure to drain life out of your relationship. Lack of of satisfaction leads to separation. When you're scheduling quality time, don't forget your sexual life. Intimacy promotes the release of oxycodone hormone, which is responsible for great feelings. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we got to move on. All right. Uh, we're going to have to take a break. We're going to have to release some oxytocin. <laughs> and now a message from our sponsors. <laughs> and we're back. Woo. Uh, <laughs> our oxytocin level is, is on point right now. <laughs> Hold on, let me fix my hair and my shirt. Let's talk about your love language, Jen. Physical touch. Um, <laughs> we We just... We just tried that and, uh, you know, less talking, more touching. <laughs> Bring it, Teddy. Well, physical touch isn't just about sex. It can be as simple as a fist bump, a shoulder rub, or a passionate kiss. Physical touch obviously is my love language. I'm very big on physical touch. Every time my husband hugs, kisses me, or even just holds my hand, that speaks to my heart. And for me, it truly affirms that my teddy bear loves me. <laughs> I, I love him hugging, kissing, caressing me. And he does a silly thing where, especially it's like in the morning, every time he wakes up, he has a habit right before he leaves to work of biting my cheeks. And I know that sounds silly to a lot of you out there, but I adore that. That is like my highlight of the days when he bites my cheeks. It makes me laugh all the time. And uh, he's just adorable and physical touch, total love language. If PDA, physical display of affection, is on your list of romance must-haves, this love language was truly written for you. For people who speak physical touch as their primary love language, physical affection through hugs, kisses, sex, cuddling, and other touch are the fuel that fills their tank and keeps relationships strong. Fill my tank. (laughs) If you or your partner have a strong need for physical touch, it's important to communicate your needs and figure out what fills each of your tanks, even if you don't naturally (laughs) speak the same language. Here's a few of those. Benefits of getting physical. Mm. Physical touch, according to science, doesn't just feel good to you, but it's also good for you. Touching builds a stronger bond in relationships. Again, we go back to the hormone oxytocin. It's a hell of a drug. In one study, researchers showed that physical touch helps alleviate loneliness, lessens feelings of neglect, and improves heart rate. In another study, holding hands with a partner mitigated or migate. I gotta stop touching you. Hang on. (laughs) I'm sitting here filling him up as he's talking. (laughs) Let me stop. Let me stop. Continue, my love. (laughs) 
It basically just helps with any kind of stress-related provoking activity. Evidence that touching reduces stress and has implications for reducing many health risks. Researchers also found that pain in, is reduced in women who hold their partner's hand. Wow. Wow. Social support through physical touch could be an intentional tool to help people cope with childbirth and other painful experiences. That makes sense. I mean, each time we had a baby, holding your hand made me feel better, like a lot better. And yeah, I mean, that completely makes sense. I didn't even know that. That's, that's pretty cool. Slow, gentle touches stimulates specialized nerve fibers that pick up touch signals and soothe feelings of rejection. Man, so anytime I feel rejected, I'm going to hold your hand. You can hold something. <laughs> well, I'm glad. Well, never mind. Long-term <laughs> deprivation can On lead air, to careful. loneliness, anxiety, depression, and stress. So, physical touch may be a person's primary love language, meaning they absolutely need it in regular doses to f- feel fulfilled in relationship. It also may be a person's secondary love language. Who knows? Serving as a support for their primary language. This is a definitely Jen's like go-to primary. Yes. <laughs> so, giving you some other examples of, of touch, whether it's romantic or non-romantic. Your partner puts your hand on your shoulder while you wait in line. That's a romantic touch. Non-romantic touch. A stranger taps you on the shoulder to say, excuse me. Unless you're watching 365 or something on Netflix. God, I don't know what's going on with that. Mm, are you lost? <laughs> are you lost, baby girl? Say it, baby, say it. Nope, I found myself. Your, your date holds your hand while you're on a walk. That's romantic touch. <laughs> Man, your, your, your nail tech holds your hand while giving you a manicure. That's a non-romantic touch. Uh, love my nails done. I, I honestly, though, I hate being touched by anyone that's not my husband. Even the nail tech. Like, that bothers me. Another example of romantic touch. Your partner kisses you on your cheek. Non-romantic touch. You kiss your nephew's wee baby cheek. Aww. Romantic touch. Here we go. Another example. A crush strokes your back at the bar. Why the hell would they do that? Don't know. <laughs> but a non-romantic touch would be your chiropractor adjusts your back to relieve pain. You know you love that shit. Eh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. Gotta go there today. <laughs> So how do you know if your love language is physical touch? Well, here we go. You can always go online and try to take a, take a quiz. Or like you're hearing some of the examples that we have of physical touch. There's so many different options you have. Here's some other ways to express physical touch as a love language though. Public displays of affection like we spoke about earlier. Massages. Hand-holding. Comforting or casual touch during conversation. Dancing with your partner. That's why we dance, pretty much. Who doesn't like dancing? I <laughs> I, I love making my husband laugh. And as you guys can tell, I'm, I'm pretty damn silly. So he'll just be passing by in the house and I will just randomly start twerking. <laughs> just because I'm always a happy person. So I'm always doing silly, happy things. And I also like getting his attention, but that's pretty damn funny that you mentioned that. A couple more things real quick. You know, again, one of our favorites, working out with your partner, playing sports with your partner. Got to be careful what kind of sports you're playing. Impartial here, touching any part of the body can communicate love. But everyone will have an individual preference on what feels best to them. 
let's 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 see. <laughs> let's let's practice some of this. Let me get down to the physical touch conclusion here. What if your partner speaks fluent touch but you don't understand? That would be that would be a problem, right? Well, some of the things we spoke about earlier, practice. Here's some ways you can practice speaking your touch your uh, touch dialogue dialogue yeah yeah let, let's practice <laughs> so here we go holding hands while you walk or sit quietly together your love language is quality time this will fill both of your tanks if your love language is gifting choose gifts that gratify your partner's tackle needs try a soft blanket a neck massager or cozy socks to build your touching habit Give frequent random hugs or back rubs throughout the day. With your partner, of course. Not with a stranger. That would be really, really weird. <laughs> I don't know. For some people. <laughs> I'll be the... Uh, you might have the uh, back rub coat guy. I don't know. I'm just pulling it out there. Experiment with massaging different areas of your body to find common ground for both to enjoy. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> Try PDA to remind your partner your focus is on them when there's a lot going on around you. So, if you're at a concert, PDA. Nobody will care at all. <laughs> Facts. But it's also important how you receive physical affection from your partner. Being touched may not come naturally to you because you have all different sensories from different individuals. However, it's such a crucial part. Bottom line, if physical touch is your love language, you really need it to have a solid romantic relationship. Even if you, you and your partner don't have matching love languages, you can still learn to fill each other's tanks. Let your partner know you will need to feel loved and make an intentional effort to provide what they need in all aspects. You're going to make me stop this again and take another break to, to go fill our tanks, babe. We got to fill our tanks. Got to practice this. We can't just be preaching it. We got to practice what we preach, right? I agree. I think it's important for everyone out there who's listening to practice each of these love languages that we were speaking about today. Matter of fact, you guys, I'm going to give all our listeners homework for their significant other or with their significant other, I should be saying. What about us? Are we doing this too? Of course. Definitely, definitely we are practicing this because, you know, like I said earlier, practice what you preach. You know, um, we discuss in this episode all the different types of love language, words of affirmation, acts of service, gifts, quality time, and physical touch. I want you to take each love language and take different days out of the week and practice them. Teddy and I will be starting this today, which is Monday. Monday for you guys, at least, but that's that's when we will be starting. You know, words of affirmation is the first one for our Monday that we will begin with. It's what we will be trying out, and it will be our first love language for this week. So whether it's handwritten notes, texts, or compliments, we will practice this throughout the day. I want all of you out there to do the same thing. After listening to this episode, send your significant other a meaningful text to tell them you're thinking about them today. Acts of service is Tuesday's agenda. This is Tuesday's homework for us and for all of you out there. 
Get into the mindset of wanting to show your partner love, non-verbally that is. Whether it's simple things like taking out the trash, carpooling, or washing the dishes. You know, just little things. It's the little things that go the distance. Try surprising your significant other by doing something that makes their day easier. Trust me when I say, like I said, the simplest things are much appreciated. On Wednesday, surprise your significant other with a gift. Jenny, I already know what I'm going to get you. Ooh, tell me. (laughs) I want to know, I want to know. Teddy, tell me what you're going to get me. Not now, on Wednesday. Uh, I'm, I'm not one for patience, babe. Can you at least give me a hint? Not now, on Wednesday. <laughs> I'm going to make you tell me. <laughs> not cool. All right. Well, um, my, husband, my husband's really good at gift giving. You know, um, he gets me flowers all the time. I mean, I think at this point I get them weekly. Spoiled, like I said earlier. And, you know, my thing is chocolate cake. Um, The store usually sells like these individual slices. Oh, it's so good with a big glass of milk. (laughs) I don't I don't need too much junk food. But um, once a week, you know, I do I do get that cake from my husband and I love it. You know, he he knows how much I love that. So let's talk about Thursday's homework. You guys, I want everyone out there. Same for us, Teddy. We're going to spend quality time together. That is Thursday's agenda. We understand that everyone works and life is busy, busy, busy. But you know what? Stop and take a moment from your long day. Just spend that moment with your partner, even if it's after work, even if it's just like 15 minutes, give your partner that time. Whether it's just watching TV, cuddling on the couch, hell, you know, watching TikToks together. Me and Teddy do that sometimes. We'll snuggle with each other and we'll watch TikToks and we'll laugh together. It's it's pretty fun. The point is, you know, you work on being fully present with your partner. So make sure you are just fully giving your partner your undivided attention. That is very, very important. Friday is the big one. Physical touch. Woohoo! <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Uh... We're not going to have any problem with that homework. Nope, not at all. Do we have to wait for Friday for this one? Oh, hell no. (laughs) Shit, that's our homework every day of the week. What are you talking about? All jokes aside, physical touch is not just about sex. For everyone out there who's listening, on Friday, we're giving you homework to find ways to physically connect with your loved one. Whether a simple hug or a kiss while you're crossing paths, find a way to connect physically. PDA, PDA, PDA. Well, it sounds like Friday is going to be my favorite day of the week. Mm. I know we're going to find a way to connect. (laughs) Physical touch, man, you know? Yeah, we're about to find a way right now. Okay, now. (laughs) And with that being said, it's time for us to go. Thanks so much for listening. Remember, a new episode of Premium My Coffee airs every Monday. So set your reminders and don't miss an episode. If you would like to be on our show or just want to write to us and tell us about your marriage or relationship journey, please email us at creaminmycoffee97 at gmail.com. I'm going to leave some information in our show notes where we got a lot of this information from. I read a book from Dr. Gary Chapman. The book is called The Five Love Languages and the Secret to, to Love That Lasts. Published back in, I think, in 1992 or so. 
uh, has a lot of great insights about the love languages and, um, you know, how we became, how we got to this topic. There's a lot of other resources online as well from other authors, blogs, different doctors and different types of uh, counselors that have information that we reviewed as well. But specifically, the main source we got from Dr. Gary Chapman. So we will have that in the show notes. And uh, hope you guys enjoy that information. Babe, I love you like I love my coffee. Hot, hot, hot. 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 Muy caliente, papi. Hot. Okay, now I really want some coffee. And something else as well. Mm, sounds good to me.